Hey, hey, you are listening to Fearless Pursuits Podcast, where it's that time to slap your doubts and fears around, learn online marketing, mindset hacks, and fuel your entrepreneur's soul so you can have a breakthrough to success in your own business, even if you're just starting out or if you've been in business for a while. I'm Sharon Koenig, an online life and business coach and serial entrepreneur for over 25 years. My goal is to share with you everything that I've learned along the way, including the good, the bad, and the ugly. Each week, we'll explore what it takes to reach your goals, your dreams, and create the financial freedom through online entrepreneurship. Plus, hear interviews from special guests who share their own tips, strategies, and advice on how you can break through to success. If you're ready to dig in, listen in to today's episode. Hello and welcome to episode number 40 of the Fearless Pursuits podcast. I guess I've got my sing-songy voice on. (laughs) I'm your host, Sharon Lee, a life and business growth expert. If you're ready to get paid what you're worth and stand strong in your abundance, then you are in the right place. So, just to remind you, I publish a brand new episode every single Thursday. So be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. After all, you're ready to reach your next level in your life and, of course, in your business. All right, my fearless preneurs, it's time for another interview. This one will blow your mind. Now, I love this beautiful soul that I'm getting ready to interview. We're like kindred spirits. We've been on the same path a little bit. I think our stories are a little bit different, but very similar in some ways. And we think very much alike. That's why I think you're going to love this episode. Let's welcome Heather Vickery of VickeryAndCo.com to the show. She's a success coach and has her own amazing podcast too, helping entrepreneurs be bold and courageous. See, you can already see the similarities, right? So in this interview, you will hear a bit about her story and how she is making a huge impact in the world through her business. The thing is, it wasn't always so successful. Heather and I are going to go diving deep into some of the challenges that she's been met with and how she's dealt with them. In the Bulletproof series here in season two of the podcast, we realize entrepreneurship is full of ups and downs. And to that end, these interviews are a resource for you so you can learn from other seasoned and successful entrepreneurs who are dealing with difficult times So, are you ready? All right, here we go. 
Well, Heather, thank you so much for coming. And I'm so excited to be able to talk with you today. How are you doing? I am so very great. Thank you for having me. Yes, you're, you're, <laughs> I'm so glad to have you. So um, I've had an opportunity to chat with you and, and get to know you a little bit, right? But my audience doesn't know you. So I always like to start off with something, you know, like a question. What is there? What is something that most people don't know about you. <laughs> I love it because you guys don't know anything about me yet. But um, my, here's, I was thinking of racking my brain, like, what do I want to share with this? And I think one thing most people don't know, even if they listen to me on my podcast, is that I make up songs all day to get my children <laughs> motivated to do stuff. So we just start singing all through our day and I use different funny, silly voices and make them giggle and um, then they, oh, then they rabbit that back. They repeat it. They, they sang back to me. It's awesome. Oh, that is so cute. I had uh, one guest. He was, he could do a rap just off the hip. Oh. He was just, he just, I cannot do that. I wish you I, should I, try I could that. try that. <laughs> I can rhyme a little and my six year old be like, mama, that rhymed. I'm like, I know. Okay. So what was your late, your latest song that you, you, uh, uh, I often make up silly bedtime songs. Um, like, uh, I don't know. I'm not going to sing for you all. I actually can sing, <laughs> but I can't, I feel like I can't pull it up on the spot, but we often will make up silly things about, um, you know, being snuggly and cuddling up and it's time mm -hmm. for sleep and things like that. Oh, that's so good. I, I, I did one, um, with just one. Actually, no, I have a couple when my kids were really little. Oh gosh. And I wish I could remember. Um, Oh, I, I'll, I'll have to, to remember that and share it with you when we're done here. But it's, it's awesome. I've done that a couple of times when my kids are little. I think they inspire you to be goofy, right? They do. They do. And they're not all little anymore. The older ones don't think it's as cute as they used to. <laughs> Until they have their own kids, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we have officially launched season two of Fearless Pursuits podcast, Breakthrough to Success. And it is all about bulletproof, right? How did we become bulletproof? So, you know, a lot of people see entrepreneurs online and we all look so perfect. Right? <laughs> it's the myth of social media. Right. But here's the thing, you know, it's, it's the highlight reels. People don't often see our journey. They don't That's see right. what we've gone through. And what I want to be able to do here with Bulletproof, especially with entrepreneurs who have been there, done that, you know, we're the crash test dummies, right? Absolutely. What I would love for you to do in the spirit of bulletproof is for you to kind of share your journey. I mean, I know my listeners don't know you, as you said before. So why don't you go ahead and just introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. So, uh, I am a success and leadership coach and really it, it does all the things that you might think it does, but what I do that makes me unique in the coaching industry is I help people leverage their fear into intentional bravery. And that means something different for everyone. It could mean, um, as it did for me, it could mean getting a divorce and starting your life over. It could mean starting a new business or going for a promotion, choosing to have a family, really the, the vast opportunities to leverage that fear into intentional bravery is spectacular. And why that matters, I think so much for me and for everyone else is when we know that what we're doing is brave, it bolsters us, 
It gives us more encouragement and energy, and it is unbelievably contagious to everyone around us. So I hear people all the time say, oh, I didn't know it was brave until afterwards. I want you to know. I want you to know that what you're doing is facing your fears and using that fear to catapult you into new levels of mm-hmm. success. So we are definitely aligned. I have a podcast called The Brave Files. Yes. Um, so you're, you know, I really, I do not think that fear is a bad word. I think that fear either owns you or empowers you and mm-hmm. you're, you get a choice on how you want to use it. But fear is a, a natural, healthy human emotion. Sometimes it saves our lives, mm-hmm. right? So I- It's a necessity. It's a necessity. It's our friend if we want it to be, if we allow it to do to do the good things that it can do instead of, you know, shut us down. So I have been an entrepreneur most of my adult life. I discovered very quickly out of college that while I worked well with people, I didn't work well for people. (laughs) (laughs) You and I, we're just unemployable. I am not super employable, but I'm great at what I do. So you should totally hire me. (laughs) Um, And so I started my own business. And at that time, my background, my experience was in event planning. So I created an event and wedding planning firm that grew to be one of Chicago's most premier premier event and wedding planning firms. And we did very, very well. And then about eight years ago, um, my life went into utter chaos. Uh, I decided to come out of the closet after a decade of marriage and a number of children. and. I sat with that. To be honest, like that's at the lowest point, I sort of sat with that for quite some time. What do I, what do I do? I'm stuck. You don't get married to get divorced. Nobody wants that. My business felt stagnant and I just didn't know how to grow out of that space. And then one day I had this clarifying moment. I looked around the table at my daughters and I thought, what would I want them to do if they were in the same situation as me? And I knew it wasn't like suck it up and deal with it. I knew I would want them to go out and make brave choices and be their authentic self. And then, and then I knew if I wanted them to do it, I had to do it. I had to show them how, and that kind of flipped a switch for me. I went from living a small fear-based life to believing in limitless possibility. And I kind of burned it all to the ground. I, I started a new business. I pushed through on my divorce all of this awesome stuff and started over from scratch using my lived experience and what I believe to be possible. I love that question. What change do you believe is possible? Because first you have to believe it before you can do anything about it. And uh, I just put my head down and started doing the work. That's such a, an amazing story. You know, I, first of all, I didn't even know that they still called it that come out of the closet. Really? <laughs> Absolutely. And you'd be amazed uh, how many people, young and old, are still fully in the closet, like mm-hmm. shoved all behind the old winter coats with the door closed and barred. Wow. Yeah. So that's amazing in so many ways. I, I am so curious about the realizations that come into that. But more importantly, it's, it's this awareness that you suddenly had it it almost seemed like it just came from within yes Div- so universe divine i'm not, i'm a spiritual person i'm not a religious person but it was definitely the universe was speaking to me but for my children i can do all things and everybody's got a why and i have a deep why of of helping globally of helping people i believe in a movement of bravery i think it it changes everything but at the end of the day giving my girls whatever they need 
to be and do whomever and whatever they want. That's all the motivation I need. And they watch, they watch me constantly. They see me, they see me fail. We fail all the time, but then they see me say, Oh, that didn't go well. I made that mistake. Let's not do that again. What are my lessons? How can I grow from that? And they see me try new things and they see me do hard things. And so do my clients. I try to be really transparent about it. It does not always go the way we want it to go, but how do we grow from there? Mm -hmm. I think that's really important to share, not just with your children, but also with your clients, because, you know, they, they sometimes will feel a shift in energy. I think, um, especially when you're in the public eye, you know, sometimes you'll have a shift of energy and your, your tribe, so to speak, your people, they don't really understand what's going on. They just sense it. So I think it's really important for us to be able to be um, authentic and, and to really talk with people about what's going on so that we can really inspire them because they're all going through it. I mean, nothing's perfect, right? Absolutely. And my, as my nine-year-old would tell you, perfect is boring. Why would that be your goal? (laughs) Right. I mean, I'm a recovering perfectionist, you know, (laughs) always trying to make everything perfect and realizing Mm -hmm. the, especially the older I get, it's just, it's never going to be perfect. You know, but one thing I wanted, I want to start diving into here was when everything started going bad, right? So we have a lot of entrepreneurs and and, um, people who want to be entrepreneurs that are listening right now. And we want to be able to help them see that even in your personal problems, and and I always say, you know, when things are going wrong in your personal life, they are often going wrong in your business, your life. Uh, Absolutely. And vice versa. Yes. That's why I don't just do business coaching Mm -hmm. because you're going to, you're not going to succeed if all you're focusing on is strengthening your business. If you're leaving your personal life aside, it's not going to work. No. And the business is an entity. I I call it my special needs child (laughs) because, (laughs) you know, the thing is, is that, you know, babies, they grow, they mature, they, they're, they grow into toddlers and then tweens and then teens and they eventually mature, but your business, it grows, but it always needs nurturing. Right. And then when you're, you're having some personal difficulties and some challenges in your own life, this is where you have to really dig deep and to be able to give to your special needs child. Absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree. So I want to, I just really want to talk with you about, so you had a business at the time that you were deciding to go through this divorce, right? Yes. And everything seemed smooth sailing at the time, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> In your business, so your business wasn't? Uh, the business, yeah, the business was going fine. Yes. My life did not feel smooth sailing, but the business no. was going well. Yeah. So that's the thing is we, we don't even realize what we're about to do. When we make these bold moves, you know, and become very courageous to go out and stand up for ourselves, because I did the exact same thing. I mean, I didn't come out of the closet, but I stood up for myself. I was in a loveless marriage and it was very cold. And ultimately my self-esteem really suffered. I swear, I I felt like uh, he was trying to make me think I was crazy or something. Yes, I'm familiar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and so the thing is, is you don't realize when you are getting ready to change your life up, how much you have to step up because you're Absolutely. about to really, really create something or burn your business down, like you said before. So how was it that you were actually able to work in your business and keep it going while you were having all of this 
essentially it's tragedy in your personal life. Yeah. Some days were much harder than others, but I found focusing on business and not, and not business per se, focusing on creating something that I passionately believed in gave me the opportunity to refocus my energies. It's at that point in my life that I started really delving in and understanding the power of gratitude and developing mm. a gratitude practice. I started researching that. I've now written um, three almost or two, almost three books and, and guided journals on gratitude and um, understanding that we have far more control over our happiness and well-being and success than we've ever previously been told. We're always told you got to follow these rules and do it like this. And that's the only way it's going to work. And I call BS on all of that. You get to break it up part and study it and figure out what's going to work for you. Um, my own coach used to say, there's no such thing as I don't know how to. There's simply, I don't want to, or I will figure out how to. Mm -hmm. And I really believe that. So I started to identify what I wanted to build, which changes by the way, you know, every quarter when I reflect and I look at what I'm doing, how do I want to grow? How do I want right now? I'm really focusing on scaling in a big way. And prior to this, I've been focusing on building sort of a boutique business and, and speaking engagements and things like that, which, which aren't going to go away. But, um, I want to be able to change more lives than I'm already changing. I want to, I want to speak to more people. And so identifying what I really wanted and then creating a plan. I just can't speak enough about how important it is, A, to know where you want to go and B, to break it down into small manageable tasks. What I actually encourage people to do is identify the overall vision and then come up with five goals that you know, once you've accomplished those goals, you'll be at the vision. And then underneath each goal, put five to 10 tasks, little easy things you can do one step at a time, cross it off, cross it off, cross it off. And the next thing you know, you're there because big things don't happen in big steps. Big things happen in little steps. And that was how I, how I built it all back up. I think it's so important to, to really um, highlight what you did there because you were, you really went into gratitude. That was something that just really felt right for you. Right? Yes. Yeah. So the thing that a lot of people don't understand, and I'm hoping the listeners really pick up on this is that there's real hard science behind it. It backs gratitude there there have been a lot. oh yeah yeah so it and it sounds so fluffy you know we talk a lot about some of these very basic things like find your why have clarity all of the things that you've mentioned and a lot of people don't follow it they just seem to gloss right over these basics it's building this foundation that people really are not focusing in on but the fact that you did that is so incredibly important I agree. It is the foundation for all things for me. And I even went so far as to get certification in positive psychology. Um, it is anything but fluffy, but you're right. People have that misconceived perception of it. Um, they can literally do MRIs and check your brain. If you have a daily gratitude practice, which my book, which is a guided gratitude journal, I have one for adults and professionals and I have one geared towards kids and families. If you will do that every day for six weeks, they will look, they can look at your brain. They can do an MRI and see that your happiness synapses are going yes, off more yes. readily. It changes it. The other thing it does, which people, it's crazy. And, and people always go look it up. They don't believe me. You can check out a Harvard medical study on it. Um, it decreases your risk of heart failure. Yes. 
because you're, you're, your body is relaxed more. And I find, you know, I close out every coaching session with my client with gratitude and I'll, I'll decide based on how the conversation's gone, if they can get away with three or five things, or if we need to do 10, which sometimes we have to get 10 to, to really dig in and get beyond the low hanging fruit. But by the end of it, I can hear in their voices yes. that they've, that they're breathing more deeply, that they're more relaxed. It has a tremendous impact. So what, you know, when things go haywire at work for me, when I'm super stressed, which happens to everybody and you don't know what you're going to do. If I pause and take two deep breaths and then identify five things that I can see, smell, hear, or taste at that exact moment, I can get myself out of a stuck position mm-hmm. and into a, a, a moving position. You make me think of a couple of different things. Um, one is, um, are you, you're, you're probably familiar with Dr. Dispenza, Dr. Joe Dispenza. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's talking a lot about some of the research that has gone on with regards to meditation, right? Oh, yeah. So, Meditation's huge. Yeah. So it, it, it's, it's a sister to gratitude. For sure. And then, and then the other thing that kind of came to my mind was Esther Hicks uh, talking about the rampage. You're familiar with the rampage? Mm-hmm. So ending your sessions with five or 10, you know, pieces of gratitude. I think that, again, a lot of people look at this like, oh my God, that's so fluffy. You know, I don't want to be doing that. And, and like, I can't see a man, you know, really doing that, but there's a lot of men. I, I love doing this. it with my male clients. I have yes. far more female clients than male clients and I push them, uh, in big ways. And it's really fun because, you know, by the time you get to me, you're really ready to grow and change. Mm-hmm. So I, I tend to not work with people who are just starting. They may be just starting their own business, but they're not new to professional work. Right. right. And so what I do is it's so emotionally challenging that you have to be really ready to get to that next level and to push yourself. Uh, So most of the time people will do the things, even if they don't believe me. And that's my favorite thing about gratitude is you don't have to believe me for it to work. You just have to do it anyway. And Mm -hmm. I, I encourage all of you out there, just try it. Start today. You can grab a copy of my journal. You can get a notebook. You can do it on your computer, whatever, but, but don't just say it or think it in your head, get it, get it out of your head and written down somewhere, somehow, that's an important part of it because that's a part of the, the connection um, neurologically. Start doing it and then do it every day for six weeks and then go back and start to see how your life has shifted. It will work. I guarantee it. It totally does. I actually did an entire training on this on my podcast. It was an over an hour training and my listeners can go and find it. Um, I believe that was episode number 16. Um, It's so incredibly important. And it, there's, the parts of learning where we think of the visual, the audio, and the tactile is so incredibly important when we combine all of those things together. It's really the only way that we can really rewire our minds. Mm-hmm. And I think that we need to really figure that part out when we're going through these sorts of tragedies because we have to use these tools to help us with our feelings and our thoughts so that we can take proper action and have the outcomes that we need. Um, The thing that comes to my mind is you were talking about when you burn your business down to the ground, right? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we, you're, you're struggling in your business and you're using gratitude and you're staying focused in on creating. 
So then your business is, did you like, it sounds almost like you intentionally burned it down to the ground. Did you maybe subconsciously want to like end that part of your life and start over or what? Absolutely. I don't even know if it was subconscious. I just knew it was time to close the doors and start over. To, to be fair, I did not just shut my wedding business down. In fact, I didn't, I, it was a slow separation, kind of like my marriage, which is years. Um, <laughs> where I slowly pulled myself out of doing weddings. I had a team and then I stopped really marketing and promoting and selling and going to networking events. And it was only uh, over the summer, this past summer, where a uh, plugin, I got an update from GoDaddy or WordPress or something that said, uh, this plugin is discontinued. We've taken it off of your website. And I wondered, I'm like, what plugin is it? And I went to look and it was the photo gallery. Well, you don't have a wedding website without photos. You don't. And it would have been an, an obscene amount of work to fix it. And I thought, well, the universe has finally said it's time. It's over. So I took that business website and I redirected it to my Vickery & Co. website, which is my coaching and speaking site. And, um, and it's all gone. And it was, like, it was just like this beautiful... Um, celebration of life. Like I was, it was wonderful. I loved everything it had given me, the connections, the friends. And when I started my coaching business, those folks believed in me so much and they continue to support me and bring me business and encourage me. But it was time, it was time to be gone and move on. And there's something, I think, if you want to talk about being bulletproof, there's something really magical and empowering about recognizing when it's time to let go of something that was once your biggest dream mm -hmm. because your biggest dream shifts. It does. I think that's really important for people to really understand that their dreams do change and that's okay to, I, yes. I think that we really hold a lot of judgment in ourselves when we're not reaching our goals or we think that the business has changed. And then we, we almost feel like this little personal death in a way like oh my gosh it's just not working out but you have to let go and let it evolve and that's really what it's about is is you evolving and your business evolving this is why one of the the key things that i believe are so is so important i do it myself and i lead webinars and clients through it is regular reflection sitting down and going, what went well? Why did it go well? What didn't, what do I want to change? And how do I feel about it? Is this what I want? Is this where I want to be? Because we often get so busy doing the thing that we're not realizing if we want to be doing the thing or is the thing getting us the results and the response that we want. So quarterly reflection and in intention setting. I don't love the term goal setting. I like intention and commitment because goals for me are things we maybe kind of are going to try and do and intention and commitment are things that we are doing mm -hmm. and we mean it. Draw a line in the sand and we're going to do the dang thing. Right. That's right. That's right. So here you are in, in this phase of your life where you're realizing that it's time to let go. And I'm kind of curious, did you actually start your new business while you were letting this go? Yeah, absolutely. For years. Mm -hmm. so, so then it, how did you decide what you wanted to do in this next business? <laughs> That's a great question. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to have an actual impact on everyday lives. I wanted to really be enriching other people as much as possible. And I was working with my own coach at the time. I firmly believe that you shouldn't sell something you're not willing to buy. And my coach 
started to recognize things that were repetitive behaviors, things I would share with him. And he said, Heather, I think you're already coaching. And sure enough, mm-hmm. everyone else had identified it in me before I did. They were coming to me at, you know, weekly sending emails, reaching out phone calls to say, I want to try this new thing. And I think you can help. I want to do this new thing. And I think you can help me. And so I just decided that I would put a name to it and give it a go. And it just, everyone went, yes, yes, that's what you should be doing. Yes. That's perfect for you. Yes. You're in your element. And it just was this beautiful, I wouldn't say seamless because starting a business is never seamless, but this beautiful natural transition for me. So it almost sounds like you really didn't even struggle at all with this new business. Is that really true or? No, of course not. I didn't struggle at all with identifying what it should be. Uh, But like everybody else, when you're doing something new, you have to learn how to do it. I went through coaching program uh, and then how do I court clients? How do I close sales? How do I build this business? And it's always evolving. Like I said, now I'm working on scaling. So. I don't want anybody to ever think any moment of this is, is just smooth sailing and easy. There's a lot of opportunity to question yourself and second guess yourself, which is why I think that clarity piece is so important, that reflection and knowing what you actually want, why you're doing the thing, how you're helping people or, or you know, what that end product is and, and being super intentional about how you're going to get it done because it's hard to do. So if you, if you lose that intentionality piece, you're going to burn out really fast. Absolutely. And the passion part too. Absolutely. So, you know, the thing that I'm hearing though, is that you didn't really have any doubts along the way. Did you deal with any doubts? That's fascinating. I don't have a lot of doubt. Uh, I, I deeply move by intuition. Mm-hmm. And have you always been that way? Yes. Yeah. I've gotten much more um, prevalent as I've gotten older and I've started to recognize that it's talking to me and that it's powerful and that it's leading me in the right direction. I do believe that the universe conspires in my favor and my gut knows what to do. Um, But that does not mean that I don't have limiting voices that try to shut me down. It does not mean that you know, at least once a week, I don't think, screw it. Let me just go get a regular job. Like, (laughs) you know, it comes up all the time as an entrepreneur. And this is why scaling is important to me. I don't have consistent income that I know what it's going to be. And I've, we've always sort of said it's feast or famine. And and that's true to some degree, but I think we have more control over it. And that's where I'm currently learning to grow. But, um, I've never doubted myself. I've never doubted this is the right space for me and that I can make it work if I'm willing to work. I love that. And I feel like there's, there's a lot of different kinds of people that um, are listening. You know, we have some of the people that are listening saying, I don't know if I can start a business. Then we have some people who have started their business, but they're doubting if they're on the right track or, you know, like things aren't really working out. And I just don't know what is wrong. Why am I not? Why is my business not growing? And then we have those people who are a little bit more like you where they have this strong belief and they're full of intention and passion and, and courage, yet for whatever reason, they're not really able to actually scale their business. So we want to talk with a lot of these different people. What would be the one thing that you can suggest to these different kinds of listeners right now who want their business to thrive? It's a great question. There are a lot of different listeners 
you're, we're all different people, right? What motivates us is different. Um, some folks are motivated by, you know, they said I couldn't do it and now I'm gonna, you know, all sorts of different things. I would really sit and we've already said it, but I really believe this is the most important thing and identify what you actually want. And and that's what at the core of what I help people do is not what you think you want, not what other people tell you you should want, but what you actually want and why you want it. What's going to happen when you get it? And then you can start to build it because you can't get where you're going if you don't know where it is. I think this is mission critical. And what I've seen with a lot of people, like, you know, I'm a sales expert too. However, I don't close everybody. And there's still does. Right. right? Not everybody's your client. No. The thing that I'm hearing though from a lot of people is they don't want to do the work. Right. They, well, they look at the work. I know they're going to do the work. And, you know, I, even working with some of the clients I have currently, I'll, I'll, you know, give them whatever assignments that they need to, to be doing to help them move forward towards their intentional desires or goals, so to speak, <laughs> you know, um, trying not to use that word because I know you don't like it. But, I mean, I, what, whatever floats your boat, whatever gets you motivated. Right. I just think that we, we let go of goals really easily. And that's why I choose to work work commitments. I think the thing is though, is that they're working towards these things and they find excuses to not do the work. They're always there. Yeah. And what do you do with your clients? For example, when you see this behavior going on, because you know what they need to do. I first, I call them out on their BS. And a (laughs) lot of coaches don't do that. And I don't, know why, uh, but I, I don't, I, I'm a really easygoing approach where I do keep looking. I'm like, so, I thought it was a dog at first. And I think it's a, it's a and the listeners, yes, they don't have any idea what you're talking about. I'm so, my, so sorry. No, my little girl is crawling across the floor. <laughs> I kept seeing something go up and down. I was like, oh, it looked like a, a Dalmatian maybe that had sore back legs. I wasn't sure. Then I was like, wait, no, I think it's a human. Okay, sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. You know, and, and, I was staring at it. I was trying not to, but I couldn't help it. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness. What was I saying? <laughs> I apologize. We're, t- we're talking about how your clients, sometimes you call them out when oh, they're not yeah. doing the work. You know, listen, at the end of, we have commitments at the end of every coaching session and it's usually quite a bit of work. I'm not trying to scare everybody off, but if you want real change in your life, if you really want to grow, you have to do the work and it's, you don't let me down. Although that accountability level, that's why people love having a coach yeah. because someone's there to hold them accountable is huge, but then we need to dig in at why, what are you afraid of? And of course, I know you've seen this. How often is it that people are actually afraid of succeeding because what Mm. happens then? Yeah. They, people are really scared of succeeding. They it's, it's this complete unknown for them. They've never had this happen before. They can't wrap their minds around this new business, this new success, or even wrap their minds around working with a coach or what if I fail, you know? So there's all sorts of different things that are going on in people's minds and, you know, it's one of those things where we have to be able to guide them towards their vision. You know, we know, right. As coaches, we, we know what their vision is and being able to hold that vision for them and just constantly share that with and help them to remember what it is that they want, because they're always going to be forgetting 
yeah. losing sight of what it is they yep. want because they're all stuck in all of the things that they have to be doing. Bring them back to center. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, the, the most impactful thing I've ever discovered as a coach is, is helping people figure out what's on the other side of the task they don't want to do. So I encourage them to release the word should and need and find the want. So if there's something that you're having a hard time doing, you're really blocking yourself and you can't figure out why, identify what is the result you want from doing this task and focus on that because that will push you through on an unpleasant task, whatever that may be. If it's goal setting, if you want a goal set, if it's um, doing social media work or writing or updating your website or sales calls or whatever it is, think about what the result, the positive result is from doing the action and focus on that. I love that. It's a little bit of self-coaching, right? Oh my gosh. And you have to, I mean, it's always my hope. My clients will come back for catch-ups after they've sort of moved through a program. But the goal is for people to be able to be aware enough to, to shift themselves. Mm-hmm. And they need to be able to do that. We don't want them to always be needing us as coaches. We Absolutely not. To guide them and, and give them tools. But obviously, you know, life changes, as you've pointed out a couple of times. You know, we really need to be able to rely on someone and, and have someone keep us accountable, but to guide us through that process. Absolutely. So I have a couple of questions. So I'm thinking about, you know, you being bulletproof, right? So we, we talked about how you used gratitude and how that was a a big shift for you. So starting your new business and, you know, things weren't always rosy, but what sort of thing did you do besides gratitude that actually made you bulletproof to go out and start thinking about scaling your business? Because you're actually talking about reaching the next level. So as we talked about some of the listeners here, they're all on different levels. There are some that are actually looking to actually go to that next level. And there's a lot of fear that goes into that. And, you know, they're doubting themselves as we talked about before, but Mm -hmm. we want them to be bulletproof. What would be something that you could suggest to them to help them become bulletproof? What did you do? So uh, all of the things I've been suggesting, I do those things. I I don't always do them because the cobbler's kid doesn't have shoes, but I do, I do my best. And that's how I, they work for clients, but that's how I really know they work because they work for me. So first and foremost, identifying in what new ways I want to grow. And I keep saying that because that's important. I don't believe we ever arrive. You get one space. Now I am a, a big fan. If you ever listen to my show, every single episode we talk about success. I want you to stop and honor the things that you do well and that you succeed at. I want you to move through like some sort of locomotion that doesn't stop to, to honor because mm-hmm. I, I think that celebration is important. But then, then I want you to go, okay, now what's next? Because we always want to grow into the next new best version of ourselves and of our business. Every day. Every single day. So there's that. Um, Surround yourself with the people you want to be. I cannot stress this so good enough. Rise up. We were either rise up or we lower down to the company we keep. Mm -hmm. So put yourself in positions to be in rooms and in conversations with those that are achieving at the level you want to achieve with. And that's something a lot of people really miss. But, you know, what you said there kind of reminds me a little bit of Robin Williams' story. Remember, it's, he 
was the most amazing artist in so many different ways. And um, what some of the listeners may be missing here is knowing how he ended his life. And it was because he kept moving forward without ever looking at his wins, ever looking at what he achieved. And that's how bad it can get for people when they're glossing over their wins. And it's, it's quite tragic. Well, that's one of one of the many, many benefits of that quarterly reflection that I was talking about is it forces you to sit down and say, these things went well. I did a good job. Just, um, I think I mentioned that the the kids and family gratitude journal grow grateful is coming out. I don't know when this is going to air, but the book comes out on December 3rd. And yesterday I was a guest on another podcast and the host read a quote from the book. One of, one of my, my passages and I started to cry. It was oh. so good. And I thought, oh my gosh, I wrote that. And it's so Yay. good, so important. And everybody should hear it. It was such a beautiful moment of celebration for me. And we need that. We, it's, it's crucial, folks. Do not bypass the celebration step as you're growing and building your business. And I think women are really guilty of not wanting to do this for fear of looking boastful and, you know, really that I know. And yet it is a problem with a lot of women. And yet I see men with, with no problem with doing that. And it's, it's really such a shame that there's this huge demographic of female entrepreneurs that are struggling with this. It's culturally submersive. I mean, it, uh, it goes back to a lot of things because men are conditioned to always believe they can succeed and women are conditioned not to. Mm, Yes. Unfortunately, which is why I help them. That's right. We're changing the conversation. I have four daughters. We are changing My mom referred to my six-year-old as bossy the other day. And I said, we don't call her bossy. Mm -mm. We call her assertive. No one would call a six-year-old boy bossy. That's right. That's right. She's a, a young girl who knows exactly what she wants. And I, I have one like that too. And it's often annoying. However, uh, it is. <laughs> I, want, I want her to do it. I want her to be able to use her voice and know that her voice matters. Um, even if we don't always get what we want, we can still ask for what we want. Mm, so good. This is a, such a rich conversation. And I know that this has blessed so many listeners. Thank you. I want you to be able to share with us how people can actually find you if they feel like they want to reach out to you and talk with you more. Absolutely. I so love connection. It's a really important part of my life and my business structure. So you can head over to vickeryandco.com and there's a button you can push to, you can email me certainly, or to jump on a call with me. We can do a a 15 minute virtual coffee date, which is something I love doing. You can follow me on Instagram or Facebook at vickeryandco. You can listen to the podcast, which is called The Brave Files. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere you enjoy podcasts. And I I just want you to know that you have the power to choose bravely. And if there's anything I can do to support you in that mission, please, please reach out. I, I respond to every email. This week's episode was jam-packed with great content. And now it's time for you to take massive action. 
Awesome. Make sure to schedule and your strategy you session with yours truly. And also visit fearlesspursuits.com where you can subscribe to the show to get, so you never uh, miss an episode. Two of the and while you're at it, if you found session. the show so valuable, we'd appreciate we a five-star rating and, on and iTunes, sort of too. Or if you simply tell a friend about the podcast, that helps, too. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. This is your fearless online business coach, Sharon Koenig. Thanks for listening. Now go one out and be fearless so you can change the world. Kids and family journal. So um, you have to message me and let me know that that's what uh, you would like. And the first thing that's your response to That's so good. Thank you so much. You're so generous. Well, thank you. It's my pleasure. Well, it's been my pleasure to have you on the show. I really do appreciate your time and all of your wisdom. And I, I know that the audience has gotten a lot out of this. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity and you all go out and choose bravely because you have it all within you already.